Welcome to Strategize Your Business Online, brought to you by Boswell Buck Creative Consulting. We help business owners connect with their ideal clients in the online space strategically. I am your host and the founder, D. Boswell Buck. Today's podcast is a little different. It's a replay of a podcast that I appeared on called the Small Nonprofit Podcast with Cindy Wagman. Cindy is the president and founder of The Good Partnership, a values-driven, social justice-informed consultancy that is working to unlock the potential of small nonprofits through fundraising. Cindy became a certified fundraising executive in 2009 and received her MBA from the Rotman School at the University of Toronto in 2013. Cindy has presented for AFP, Association of Fundraising Professionals, Canada Helps, Charity Village, Bloomerang, Kila, and the Fundraising Everywhere. She is the host of the top-rated, the small nonprofit podcast, and best-selling author of Raise It, the Reluctant Fundraiser's Guide to Raising Money Without Selling Your Soul. In this podcast episode, we chat about how nonprofits can leverage LinkedIn to advance their mission and grow visibility online. And when you listen, you'll hear that I have an analogy for everything. It was a fun episode about LinkedIn, and we even shared our thoughts about etiquette on social media. You're listening to Strategize Your Business Online, designed for entrepreneurs like yourself who are looking to get more visibility strategically for your business in the online space. I'm Dee Boswell Buck, digital marketing strategist and founder of Boswell Buck Creative. Dee, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Cindy. Really excited for this conversation. I love the story you told me that I want you to tell our listeners that basically LinkedIn told you what your job was going to be. Like they told you what your skill set was and, and how to change your work. Basically, they're somewhat responsible for your career pivot. So why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about you and how you ended up leaning into LinkedIn and now you teach other people how to do that. Yeah, for sure. So I'm a digital marketing strategist and my company is called Boswell Buck Creative Consulting. And what I do is I help business owners connect with their ideal clients in the online space. And the bulk of the work that I do is through social media management. And I love LinkedIn because LinkedIn introduced me to the world of social media management. And basically what happened was, you know, 2013, I was on maternity leave. I was bored and a little lonely and I started a mom group and the mom group went from one to 400 by the time I returned back to work. And that happened within eight to nine months. And some of the questions that the ladies would ask me or the moms would ask me in the group, they would ask me questions like, are you in PR? Are you an event planner? Because we always had a lot of people showing up at the mall to walk the strollers. And we started to have a lot of uh, vendors reaching out to us. But I was, I let them know that I was a supervisor at a distribution center where I wore steel-toed shoes. There were forklift trucks going by. 
And I was really proud about everything that I did with this mom group. And what I did was I decided to update my LinkedIn profile before going back to work. And it was a very boring profile. And I went in and I started putting things in like PR because they said I was in PR and event planning. And I also had for this mom group, a Twitter account, a Facebook account, and I made a website all on maternity leave. And a couple of days later, what happened was that when I checked my LinkedIn profile, LinkedIn started showing me jobs that had to deal with community management, social media management. And I Googled what all of this stuff was. And I remember saying to my husband, oh my gosh, people get paid to post stuff. And if it was that simple, I did some more research and I discovered that there were courses available. So when I returned back to work, I waited a few minutes later. I went to night school for over two years. I paced myself and then I became certified in social media management. Couldn't get a job at my nine to five. And I decided to go all in at the age of 47 to start my own business. I love that. Like that is the, the brilliance of the algorithm and, and, you know, feeding you up things that are custom for you. But of course, none of that would have happened if you didn't have a good profile. And I want us to start by talking about because we're talking about nonprofits and similarly, you say you work with business owners and I feel like there's some blurring of, you know, very often we think of LinkedIn where we're looking for a job. Right. It's like, okay, I need to get my LinkedIn profile all up and, and ready because I'm going to start a job search. But you're working with people who aren't looking to move jobs. They're looking to enhance their profile to grow their business. Or for a lot of people, it could be in the nonprofit space. It could be connecting with others, developing opportunities for partnerships. I mean, there's so many different ways. And I'd love for you to sort of debunk some of the assumptions we make or myths that we have about LinkedIn as the job search tool. Yeah, I have a a lot of myths to debunk about LinkedIn. So, I mean, LinkedIn did start off as being that platform where you can look for a job most definitely. And I think because of that, many people feel that you know, you're being judged when you're on LinkedIn. Mm. And I like to think of LinkedIn as the online networking events. So it's not just about getting a job, but, you know, for your nonprofit, if you're a business owner, it's a great way to connect with others. And actually, it's a bit of a time saver. So I think about when I used to go out to a lot of networking events in person, and I really enjoyed them, but they they, they they take a lot of time and you have to get ready for them. You got to set up a table, whatever the case is. But on LinkedIn, you know, you have a, you have a really great profile. You have an up to date picture. You have a headline that really describes what it is that, that you do, how it is that you help others. Well, all of the words that you put into your LinkedIn profile, they become searchable. So if somebody is looking for somebody to help them and they're looking for keywords that you have, well, then your profile helps you to show up in front of those that you can help. Yeah, I I think that's great. And it really is about connection and the power of LinkedIn. Like I'm, I'm a fundraiser by, I guess, by trade. And so, you know, anytime we're researching potential donors or anything like that, I always include LinkedIn. Like, are there connections? Where do those exist? And I want to 
I'm debating what we should talk about next because I have two. So I'm going to let you pick. One is about just how to build your profile. But on the idea of connections, the other piece is how to reach out. But let's start with building our profile because you probably want to do that first. I'm assuming that's your priority. Yeah. So how do we build a profile that is not, as you said, boring and just the like super generic not interested kind of piece and something that actually showcases both you and your organization. So in our conversations, you're probably going to hear me have a lot of analogies. So love it. when I think about like building a profile, your profile, you know, it allows you to stand out in front of your audience. So when you get started on LinkedIn, you want to have a strategy and that strategy you think about who is it that I want to connect with on LinkedIn? Where, how is it that I want to grow my company, my nonprofit, my business on LinkedIn? Again, I'm going to talk about networking. If you go out to a networking event in person, you probably have done some research about whether or not the individuals that you're going to be networking with are going to be in alignment for your brand. And how is it that you want to show up for that networking event? So you probably are going to talk about your two best offers. You are probably thinking about who it is that you want to meet. Maybe you want to find the perfect VA or the perfect administrative assistant, and you're going to go there with your business cards. And you're also going to come there. You're going to go to that networking event and you're going to be dressed appropriately. So you've done your research and that's just the same with your LinkedIn profile. So your LinkedIn profile, you want to make sure that you've got, you know, you've got a great profile picture that's up to date. I always advise my clients to have a picture where you're like looking into the camera and you're smiling. When you go up to a networking event, you're going to smile. And actually, uh, more people will check out your profile when you are smiling in your picture. In terms of your LinkedIn banner, you want to make sure that you have, you know, have some great keywords in there that talk about what it is that you do, or maybe you've got a great podcast that they could tune into. You can have those words on your banner. Your headline, like I said, everything in your profile is searchable, but your headline, those could be some great keywords that really stand out when somebody gets to your profile. And that first line of your headline, every time you engage on LinkedIn, that first line is going to show up. So for me, I believe my headline says that I help I help you connect with your clients in the online space, something to that effect. And then it speaks about everything else. Whenever I'm engaging on LinkedIn, it's my little business card headline that is there as well. And in terms of um, there's an area for your LinkedIn summary. Previously, a lot of people would write it out like a resume. Or a resume. And on your summary, you can do a little bit of bragging and then also speak in there about how it is that you help your business owner. So use all of those character spaces. I think it's about 2,100 characters. Go up to 1,800. Be very descriptive. There's also about your skills. The skills are some keywords there that when someone is looking for a specific service, then that will help your entire profile to stand out. That's so great. And I love that you use the networking analogy. Back in the day, I used to work at a women's shelter. This was many years ago. And I would be invited to attend like these networking events that were just like, go around the circle, give your elevator pitch, exchange cards. And so I have this like funny feeling when you describe that of like, I know exactly what you're talking about. But I used to go in and I think the strategy piece that you talked about is so critical because 
everyone around me, and I think a lot of nonprofits would relate to this on LinkedIn, everyone around me was like selling their stuff, right? They were businesses and products. And I was like, please give us money or come volunteer. And it was, I felt like not out of place, but just a little bit. I couldn't figure out why I was there. I couldn't figure that out, but I was always invited to go. And so it clicked for me that People are looking for opportunities to give and get involved in these spaces. And I think that that's really important to remember as we think about the strategy. Now, your nonprofit can have other strategies with LinkedIn, but I don't want to discount that because I think very often we shy away from that in a networking space, but people are looking to get involved and to give back and to build that into their professional space. So I just want to add that. Let's talk a little bit about how to make new connections online. So we have an amazing profile. We have our strategy in terms of, let's say it's to build a base of support for our organization. And maybe we've identified some people we want to connect with. How do we do that in a way that's like not spammy? Because I get a lot of spammy LinkedIn requests. So true. Well, before you start connecting, I would recommend that you share two or three posts onto your, you know, on your personal profile. And those posts could be about what it is that you do behind your business or your nonprofit. Or those posts could be some articles that you are very interested in. You might have found them from an online newspaper. And then that way, when you start to connect with others on LinkedIn, then they are going to see what it is that you have been sharing. And I mean, I don't think anyone ever addresses this, but when someone can connects with you on LinkedIn or when you're going to be connecting with somebody on LinkedIn, they're going to take a look at you before they hit yes. I do it all the time, right? It's like, okay, this person just connected with me. Hmm. Are we going to be in alignment here? Hmm. I, I think they're going to try to be very salesy and whatnot. So I, I go through, I do take a look at their profile so that, you know, you want to make sure that you, you're sharing some content first. So before you do connect with somebody, do a little bit of research on the individual. And what I love about LinkedIn is that you can search for the type of person that you want to connect with. Maybe you want to connect with somebody who is a vice president in a certain sector, or you want to connect with a real estate agent in a certain area, well, you can do that search on LinkedIn and then you choose who it is that you want to connect with. And then you could do some research. So come up. what I tend to do is that sometimes I'll come off of LinkedIn and I'll take a look at that individual's website. I'll see what their blog posts are like. And then what I do is I will, when I connect, I always send a message while I'm connecting and it could go along with like, hi, Cindy. I'd love the opportunity to connect with you. That blog post that you just shared the other day on LinkedIn, it really resonated with me. I mean, who would have thought? And then nice to meet you. So just something very short, short and to the point, but it lets that individual know that you're interested in what it is that they do. I love that. My friend Jess Campbell also has a similar strategy. And it's so, I, I think, A, I know when I get those requests, like I have, I've had people randomly be like, I love your podcast. I just listened to the episode. Let's connect. I am going to say yes, but I've had people, the two times I say, like, I decline requests. One is if it's just like, Oh, we have a lot of people in common. (laughs) Yeah. 
Okay. So there's, I find maybe this is just like people in the insurance or, but they're just like very, I don't know. There's something about that. Someone's teaching them an approach that's just like, let's connect. I'd love, it has to be genuine. This is where I'm getting like, it has to be genuine. I have had people reach out where it's like, Oh, I'd love to connect. Your work looks really interesting. And I'll be like, Oh, okay. Like do I don't see nonprofit on your profile. So maybe you're a volunteer or something like that. Uh, sure. I'll connect. So I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. And then they'll be like trying to sell me insurance. I'm like, you don't care about my work. Don't start with a line and telling me my work is, looks really interesting because that's not what you care about. So I think that authenticity piece, uh, and I think you explained a really beautiful way of framing that is like, yes, do your research and be meaningful with it. Yeah. And I mean, I received those very first connection requests with the DMs and I scan it and I'm like, why is this three paragraphs? And if it's usually they're like right off the bat, they are selling to me. And I mean, you don't have to respond to every request. I I usually just delete those requests. Yeah. It actually took me a while. I used to, as a business owner, I used to be like, every request, every request, gotta say yes. But you're right. You don't need to. I want to talk a little bit about, because we've been talking about using our personal profiles for businesses and nonprofits. And, you know, as a business owner, I get it. Like I, that's a place to be, but for a nonprofit, how do we delineate between like, do we even have a nonprofit page? Do we post anything on the, the organization's page? Is it all just personal within our role at the nonprofit? How do we think about those two pieces and where should we be spending our time and energy? I would say, you know, I feel that a lot of the magic happens in the personal profile. So I think for everyone, nonprofits, everyone, you know, you want to do a lot of the engagement in your personal profile. You're, that's where you're sharing the content. If somebody's doing a search and they come across your content because they were searching specific hashtags or maybe some of that they are connected to is connected to you. And that, that gives them, that gives you the opportunity to be seen where they're automatically going to go to your profile as opposed to your business page. So I would say that in terms of, um, if I were to give it a percentage, I would say use like 95%, 90 to 95% on your personal profile. However, your business page, I always think that that's a great idea because it does give your, it gives you credibility. So update that business page a couple of times a week. And why I say that you want to do your personal profile first is because your business page, you're going to invite people to like the page. So the magic needs to start in your personal area. And then as you start to invite individuals to that, to your business page, it's going to, you're going to feel good about inviting that individual. And that person's going to feel good about accepting that invite to follow your business, your business page. on, on Okay. So you mentioned update that business or organization page a couple times a week, which brings me to a really important question. Like, how much time should we be spending on LinkedIn? That one's a, I don't know if I would say that there is a certain amount of time. I mean, we're so connected to our devices and whatnot. And 
as a social media manager, I'm very connected to my device and I'm trying to find ways to, to disconnect. LinkedIn is one of my favorite platforms. So I tend to spend more time there. So in terms of putting numbers there, I would say maybe I can tell you about how often you should show a bonus. Yeah. So if you're going to share a post on LinkedIn, I would say a good number is about four times a week. I wouldn't say share content seven days out of the week because sometimes it could be a little bit too much. If you're going to just, if you're going to show up seven times a week, then there's so many different ways that you, so many areas that you can show up on LinkedIn. You could show up by sharing those two posts on your business page. You can share great blog posts in the LinkedIn articles. Now we're down to three. And then you're sharing like four times on your personal profile. And when you're sharing, I mean, that takes time. That covers the time that you're sharing on LinkedIn. You also want to take some time on a daily basis to engage. Not necessarily on the weekends, or you can have your down days. There's no, there's no set of rules, but you want to spend time on LinkedIn where you're actually engaging with those who you have connected with, or, you know, when you're surfing through, engaging with posts that you like, because when you are engaging on content of others, and even if you're not connected with them, then that opens it up for others to connect with you. Let's talk a little bit about what that engagement looks like. Right. Because we all know we can hit the thumbs up button or what have you. But how I mean, I want to to me, I see those sort of two pillars, but maybe there's more. One is just our own general network and building that. But going back to the those intentional connections that we've reached out, we said, I love your blog post or article you know, let's connect. They say yes. How do we engage with those people as well? That's a little bit more focused, but then also what other engagement do we need to think? So, you know, I send that DM out and then there are some individuals that I'm very interested in learning more from. So I came across somebody's profile on LinkedIn. I wasn't looking for this individual because I know what my client avatar looks like. And, and that person was not the individual. However, in, in my business, I want to have more of a focus on diversity and inclusion. And what had happened was that somebody's profile came up and um, actually one of my connections are connected to him and he is in charge of diversity, equity and inclusion at a major gym that's in the greater Toronto area. And I was like, oh, he runs that. And this is something that I'd like to know more about. And I, what I did was I connected and I just said to him like, wow, you know, I checked out your profile and this is something that I'm really interested in, you know, moving forward with for, for my business and how it is that I can help my clients with it. So I'm really, I'm very glad that I connected with you and I hope to learn a lot from what you're, you're sharing on social, on, on LinkedIn. And then he responded back and it was very genuine. I was like really excited. Totally. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he responded back with nice to meet you and. Would you like to have coffee over Zoom? You know, and, and I said, yeah, that was, that would be great. You know, it's kind of busy right now, but, and I sent him some dates because I didn't want it to be that, uh oh, he actually responded back. And now I'll say later, I actually <laughs> gave him some dates. It's like, let's meet on Zoom, you know, on this date and in this date. And I, I do have some spots available in the afternoon. Sometimes it, I do want to engage or I want to like have real conversations with individuals. I don't know if I went off on it. Yeah, no, that's, I do. <laughs> that's totally helpful. I think 
using the platform to, to engage more deeply. And then that's more targeted in terms of general engagement. Like I've seen people who will, they'll share posts and they will tag a bunch of people. They almost like want them to respond to that post, which I never do. So if you ever tag me in a post, I'm sorry, but I'm not responding when you tag me. But how do we, I would almost call it like a reciprocal relationship. We still want to engage with other people's posts because we obviously want that for our own posts too. And part of it is the quality of content, but part of it is just showing up for people online. So any tips on how to just, you know, it could be a rabbit hole. You could go down and engage with like every single post and read all the articles and, you know, make thoughtful comments, but we can't do that for everything. So how do we build, how do we show up meaningfully for our network online without it just taking all of our time up? Yeah, it, it can be a bit much. So I would advise or, you know, some of the things that I do is I say to myself, you know, I'm going to connect with 10 people this month. 10 is a number that is a manageable number. So I'm going to connect with 10 people over the next four weeks. And I have, I literally, I write their names down. So Cindy Wagman, I'm writing their names down because I know that I want to be more aware of what Cindy and these other nine individuals are sharing on LinkedIn. So I've got that nice manageable number. I'm taking a look at their profile Because I'm engaging more, then the algorithms are showing me more of their content as well. And then, you know, as I'm able to engage with those individuals, I can even start to move those conversations from the posts that I'm engaging with into their DMs, where it's like, wow, like that post that you just shared, oh my gosh, or that was too funny, for instance. But you, because I have the the engagement happening with those individuals, then I'm able to take those conversations like off the platform. And I mean, after, I mean, those 10 people, maybe six of them are not really going to be responding. And then I just moved forward to adding like another six to make it bring it back up to the 10 again. So I would say that that would be the best way to do that. I love that advice. And I had never thought of the algorithm taking that behavior and sort of making it even easier for us to do that. But yeah, the more you engage with those people, the more they're going to show, keep showing up in your feed and being that deliberate and targeted, I think is so strategic. So that's fantastic advice. I mean, I feel like we covered a lot in a very short period of time. You know, we, we talked about how do you manage your own personal profile and where your organizational profile intersects with that. And then how to build that network, show up for people and engage online so that you actually have deeper relationships. And we even talked about how to connect with cold people, which is, I think, awesome. Is there anything else that you've seen nonprofits or nonprofit professionals do either really well on LinkedIn or any mistakes that we should absolutely avoid before we wrap up the conversation. I think I could focus on mistakes to avoid. You know, we get onto LinkedIn and we compare it with other platforms. Like I'm getting followers on Instagram. I'm getting followers on Twitter. Nobody's following me on LinkedIn, but LinkedIn is not about followers. It's about like making connections. And yes, there are different things that you could do with your platform. You could turn your, your, you could turn your LinkedIn profile into like switch on the creator mode button 
And then that way more people are seeing what it is that you share. But at the end of the day, when you're on LinkedIn, yes, you want to share content, but, you know, keep in mind that it's a great way to build the business, to connect with more individuals for your nonprofit and to make, when I say making connections, not just hitting that connect button, but actually making connections, getting those conversations and moving those conversations off of the profile. Yeah, that is so helpful. And I personally am going to try show up a little bit more on LinkedIn. I'm struggling with all of, all across all social media these days. But yeah, I definitely think that for our sector, it's often underlooked and underdeveloped, but there's so much amazing potential to build that community. As you said, it really is about the connections and it definitely is from what I've seen, I think a little bit more of a two-way street with people, right? You're not just like posting a cool Instagram pic to get lots of likes that you're having conversations and being seen as a thought leader or a leader in your sector. So yeah, I know this happens about being tagged consistently. (laughs) And again, so LinkedIn is a professional platform, but just imagine, I always Another analogy, imagine, you know, you're at your your place of work or you're at the supermarket and somebody is always tapping your shoulder, tapping your shoulder. So when we're always tagging for every single post, we are not honoring the time of of others who are on the platform to actually for them to do what it is that they need to do. Or they're getting those notifications on their phone and we're bringing them back onto LinkedIn when it's not a social media time. And actually what ends up happening is that, well, you do end up annoying those individuals when you're <laughs> always tagging. So tag when they happen to be, when they happen to be involved in that particular post, like maybe they're in the picture or maybe they were at the event. But I feel that those are pretty much the only times <laughs> we should be tagging somebody on LinkedIn. I love it. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I. I'm here for that rant. And you said something, and it, I don't know what you've said it a number of times this podcast, but I want to end off on this note because I think it's actually really important. As someone who is literally their job is to spend time on social media, you've mentioned a couple of times your social media time, oh. right? And I'd love, I think everyone listening is probably all of us face this you know, vortex of being sucked in and losing all of our time on online. So I would love for you to share your wisdom around how you contain that so that it is not a full-time job just managing your LinkedIn profile. I will gladly do that. Okay. So I'm going to tell you something about me, Cindy. My name is Dee, but my full name is Denise. And Denise is the mom, the wife. And Denise goes on social media when her daughter goes to bed a little bit first thing in the morning. And then the D time is, you know, during the day. And I allot myself a certain amount of hours. So I could be on social media for about an hour for my business or two hours for my business. But I have to cap it because not all of the things that happen in my business happen to be on social media. And I also know that social media, as you mentioned, it's that, that rabbit hole. It can be, you know, very addictive. <laughs> That's the word. So I literally, I cap it. So the uh, business gets two hours and then the time for Denise 
gets a certain amount of, of time. And I'm really good at it. I'm very proud of myself that I've, I've been able to do this, but it's really helped me to be able to focus and enjoy other things in life. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe you're going to miss something online and that's okay. But if you're doing all the things that you've talked about, the algorithm is going to make sure that you see the things you care about, which yeah. is also brilliant. It's just such an aligned and strategic approach to how you use your time and how you set it up so that you are getting the right information when you are there online. So Dee, thank you so much. Where can our listeners connect with you, learn more about what you're doing and maybe get some more great, great advice on social media? Okay. Well, everyone can find me on LinkedIn at Dee Boswell Buck. And I'm very active on Instagram as well at D Boswell underscore buck. And I share on each platform a lot of easy, doable, actionable tips that you can use for your business in terms of social media. And thank you so much for having me, Cindy. I had a wonderful time. (laughs) Thank you. As always, it's great to see you. And of course, to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us. I know you are all going to be logging on to LinkedIn as soon as this episode wraps, as you should, and tag me. This is the one time I will say, go write something and tag me and tag D just to let us know that you've taken action on something we've covered. So I give you permission to tag us and encourage you to do it. Thank you for listening to Strategize Your Business Online. If you found value in what you heard today, please leave us a review and feel free to share this podcast with someone you think who would love it. You just might get a shout out on an upcoming episode. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when a new episode is released. Do you find the online space challenging when it comes to increasing your brand's visibility? Visit my website and register for my monthly free masterclass. Or connect with me on Instagram. You can head over to dboswellbuck.com and you'll find all the links that you need right there. It's always my goal to align your business goals strategically with your online presence. We'll see you on the next episode.